Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, good morning, everybody. Great to be with you as we begin a new week here on Political Coffee. That's this, the show, that's what this show is, that allows you to participate in changing your world, not as you couldn't before. But what I try to do is I try to facilitate for you just kind of how to approach changing your world one person at a time and doing that by having persuasive conversations with people who are persuadable. Not crazy people who are have their political uh, feet in concrete. Speaking of which, right now, they are beginning to pour, we're getting ready to pour, concrete on my garage floor. So I'm thinking concrete these days. <laughs> At any rate, that's the goal of this show, is to talk about political issues, things that are happening today in our world, whether it's nationally, internationally, or right here in the state of Oregon, and frankly, at the county level, that matters. Now, it does matter, this whole business about Salem city income tax. And we're kind of going to stay on that because the opportunity to to gather signatures, to make perhaps one of the most powerful statements ever to a tone-deaf city council. And that's what this city council is. The opportunity is here. And you need to be a part of it. I want you to be a part of it. Because this is, it's more than just this particular issue. I mean, it's, you think about the opportunity this presents, and it does. And, and what I mean by that is, and you've heard me say this before, permanent political realignment in the thinking of people who don't want, who typically don't vote conservative even. And forget the Republican Party. Don't forget the Republican Party, but forget making that the center point of any kind of a conversation you would want to have. The, the point is, there's a whole lot of state workers that are part of SEIU, that are a part of AFSCME. And you know, because some of you listen to me. I know you do. Because every now and then you're brave enough to send me an email or a text. And first of all, I very much appreciate you listening, number one. But number two, I understand why it is so important for you to retain your anonymity. And it is. I get it. This is not a friendly union. None of these unions are friendly. Teachers unions. American Federation of Teachers or Oregon Education Association. 
all of the other minor unions that are out there that that are in the and I think there's something like 16 unions if I remember right in Oregon government alone not not counting county and or even federal for that matter look I, I get it you don't need the grief of talking about this of being outed okay let's just be honest you don't need it and I don't want to put you through that grief. Just why whenever you contact me, however you contact me, I keep your uh, anonymity in, in, intact, folks. And I'm very careful about how I even talk about particular things. Because I don't want to give away who you are by talking about a particular agency or whatever. So I'm just setting all of that up to say that there are people you know. I mean, you listen to the show for a reason. You may not agree with me on all things. I get it, that, and that's fine. Husbands and wives don't agree on everything, right? But here's the truth. Is there's a change happening in the mindset of people in Oregon, as blue as Oregon is, and it's really a lot more purple than what people think. I'm telling you, there's a change that's happening, and it's going to manifest itself soon. And that change is permanent political realignment in our thinking. And I say our thinking because it's not just conservatives, and certainly not just Republicans. Democrats. Now, let me let me tell you a little story because we're we're going to follow up with this, and and there's some things to talk about. Do you think? Uh, do you think Tina is going to sign the self service gas bill? Apparently, she's not made up her mind. That's the story today. It's in the Daily Astorian. Okay. Representative Reschke says there's a, and he's a conservative, very conservative guy who resigned as part of House leadership for how Vicki Brees Iverson conducted herself and the sellout at the end of the session. He says, hey, there's a big hole in this $200 million homeless fund. Does that surprise anybody? So he writes this piece and it's in the Oregon Catalyst. It's a great piece about that. But look, Last night, or yesterday afternoon after, after church, I met with an old friend of mine for lunch. And, and this, this guy I've known for, man, almost 40 years. And he has a long-running battle with Lane County Building Department. I mean, this, this battle he's been fighting with has been going on something like 17 years now. And it's, and it's over him building a, a home that got bigger and bigger as he went along and how he reaches out and lets people live on his property uh, that are homeless. He has rules and so forth. Well, here's what's interesting. He has a friend who came, she, she's, she's a liberal 
And she she's a self-admitted liberal, but she changed from the Democrat Party to being independent. Okay, now this is important. And she did that for a reason. Because she believes that even though she's liberal, this party has gone off the rails. The Democrat Party's gone off the rails. Crazy. See, there are still liberal Democrats. And, and, I, and I've kept telling you this, folks. This is why House Bill 2002C was so important. Why Republicans blew it so badly because they got bought off. And I don't care what Tim Canope says about I stand for the rights for the voiceless. Really? He wrote a piece in the Ben Bulletin. Then why did you sell us out? Because you really didn't gain anything because this bill still allows everything that's bad. This guy needs a, a, a primary opponent and he needs to lose. He just does. But I'll, I'll tell you this. So I, I want to go back to this. This bill was so pivotal because what it does crosses over ideological lines into just, and, and not just parents' rights, which is the most powerful thing there is. It crosses over into just flat common sense, folks. In so many ways. Now, this is part of why this woman I met yesterday, she's a common sense liberal Democrat. Doesn't like Trump. Still a liberal. But she's helping my friend, who's a conservative. She's helping him in his fight against Lane County Building Department. And quite frankly, we're going to have him on the air at some point to talk about it. And there's a reason why. Because some of because there's a way to beat an entrenched bureaucracy, folks. There is a way. And I'm trying to help and guide this guy to doing just that. Now, it's a combination of things, and it's not easy, and it's going to take time. Can you imagine how bad it is back in Washington, D.C.? Now, this woman is, in my opinion, is ripe for permanent political realignment. From being a liberal Democrat to now being a liberal independent. And she said, I'm liberal. These issues are a powerful realignment if they're used correctly. This is why messaging, this is how, why, why what you say in conversations with people in your world matters. And that's why I try to talk about these things in a way that matters so that you have that this, this incredible opportunity because you know people in your world, every one of you do, that are kind of right where this woman is. Now in Salem, the Salem city tax is just a big an issue, I think, 
as a, a vehicle, if you will, for lack of a better term, of helping people who are dyed-in-the-wooled liberals begin to rethink that. I'm not saying that it in and of itself is going to turn them. But I'm saying that this is part of what you can do to get them moving. You can lead a horse to water, but can't make a drink, right? Political realignments. If you listen to some of the great people who've become politically realigned, Donald Trump's one of them, Ronald Reagan was another. If you listen to some of them talk about why they chose to change their thought processes, okay, their analysis, their logic, their reasoning, their common sense, from where they were from, from liberalism to conservatism. If you listen to them talk about it and describe it, it's a journey that takes time. And you never know. You never know when you have these conversations, how far or I mean, if, if you're watering the seed that's already planted that somebody else planted, or maybe you're planting that seed, that it will grow and it'll blossom. This is part of why we focus on conservatism and principles and values and populism over the Republican Party. I know some of you don't like that. That's too bad. Because this is how we change people's thinking. So they eventually choose for themselves to politically realign. And it's how we save the republic. Back in a moment at 620. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 22 minutes past the top of the hour. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buke GMC talk line. If you want to weigh in on, weigh in rather on any of this stuff, by the way, uh, Willamette Week had an interesting story. You know that DMV computer hack? Somebody stole all of our information. Willamette Week's story is asked the question, did the governor pay the ransom in the Oregon DMV hack? Well, as far as anyone knows, is the subheadline. Oregon officials never considered paying the progenitors of last month's Hack. Well, I, I mean, you don't pay extortion fees. Now, in this case, they didn't lock out the DMV. The DMV could still function. Some other states, however, uh, whatever groups there were, and this was supposedly a Russian group. I mean, who knows? Could have been the CIA for all we know, because they do that kind of stuff, too. You think I'm kidding? I am not. I won't tell you how I know that, but at any rate. So other states have had their, their data in a hack locked. You either pay the ransom or you lose it. You can't gain access to it. And you've got to, I mean, the disruption is, is massive. And this is why you do not want to have millions and millions of people in your state dependent upon government. 
for their checks or whatever. It's an interesting, and what's interesting is that as liberal and as far left as Willamette Week is as a publication, they asked the question, as far as anyone knows, <laughs> Oregon officials never considered paying the hackers. Okay, we'll see. So, the um, opportunity here of the Salem, uh, the repeal of the Salem city income tax is this powerful opportunity because it does cross over ideological one. Look, there are people, I mean, there are probably some far lefty liberal crazy people who are okay with paying this tax. My guess is there's, there's probably a bunch of them. There's probably a whole lot of other state workers, county workers and others who don't like it. Now, the opportunity for you to go out and gather signatures is a piece of this puzzle. I mean, it's important. I, I would love to see nothing more, more and, and I hope you would be too, nothing more than to see this thing get twice the signatures required in half the time. Because it lights up so many people. Greg writes on the Political Coffee Clatch Telegram page, hey, Fred, that's Fred Finster who put that whole thing together. Thank you, Freddie. Said, hey, Fred, I live and work in Salem, unfortunately. My entire family will sign when the petitions are ready. Our immediate and extended family are all getting ready to finish any remodeling and sell our homes and flee the state within a year unless the tax law is repealed. And major changes take place as we have had it. I am tired of working 400 plus hours a month just to live and have breathing room. Now with this new law, I'll lose $200 a month more. This should have been on the ballot. To have the city council vote on this was so wrong and wicked. Okay. How many times do you think people are thinking the same thing? I bet a bunch. And this is where you come in. Because you, I mean, how hard is it? <laughs> Have a, just ask a question of your coworkers. So what do you think of this new tax we all have to pay to the city of Salem? Now, they're not going to like it, but they'll like it a lot less. They'll hate it even more. If... You point out to them some of the current spending on the part of the city of Salem. This, again, is where some of you come in. Because some of you need to be diving into the city budget. It's a lot easier than what you think it is, by the way, to do that. It's a lot easier. Because you go back and you look at online, the city budget from a year ago, two years ago. Just, just do some 
internet searches of city bu- Salem City Budget. And look at some of the stories. Look at how they've spent the money. Go back and look. Compare the budget from two years ago online with the budget you can find online this year and look for differences. Look for differences in these emotional areas they're trying to sell you. What you may find is what I have found in other circumstances, just like this in other cities, is that they do some funky accounting. They move money previously, say, in a police or a fire budget or parks. They move money from there into another budget and then claim they have a shortfall when they don't. And they're doing all of that to justify the new tax. Now, we need to find that information. I want to challenge some of you out there to go find that. It's not hard. I just gave you the roadmap how to do it. Because that's part of the political realignment. Because when you make the argument to somebody, what do you think of this new tax? Give it that the city's wasted money doing this, 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 and this. And they're moving money around playing funny accounting games. Back in a moment at 630 Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. And we are back. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220 is the Power of Buke GMC talk line. By the way, Uh, Did any of you watch or hear Donald Trump's speech or Tucker Carlson's speech at the Turning Point USA conference? Now, that was held down in Florida over the weekend. And, man, you talk about big speakers there. You know, most of the, except Ron DeSantis, was not there. It was held in Florida. It's a state. Uh, It I mean, a lot of the other presidential candidates were there. Some of them were not well received. But uh, <laughs> Tucker Carlson gloated, kind of. This is a this is a story <laughs> in the Gateway Pundit. Crowd roars is the headline. Crowd roars after Tucker Carlson gloats over savaging Mike Pence and ending his political career. Because a couple of days before that. Tucker Carlson was in Iowa where all these presidential candidates were, and he was interviewing each of them, including Mike Pence. What Mike Pence said, yeah, I think ended his political career, and it should have, absolutely should have. But Trump's speech, folks, was, I'm telling you, he's hitting on a theme just like with Salem City Council income tax, that has the same impact. The same thing as House Bill 2002. Losing your parental rights. Forget Republicans selling out. 
seriously, folks, j- just forget it. I mean, it, it, I, I, in terms of a weapon for you to use to be persuasive with a persuadable person, especially if it's a Democrat, just, just don't even bother to talk about Republicans selling out. Now, when it comes to the primaries, yeah, that's everything. And they all ought to be primary, my opinion. I'm going to tell you that the permanent political realignment that is happening is what Trump is talking about, folks. And it is sort of a national, nationalist, populist movement. And somebody that exemplifies that, that, that I'm not going to vote for, is RFK Jr. And no, there's another story here. Robert Kennedy did not claim that the coronavirus was ethic, ethnically targeted by a weapon designed to spare the Jews and the Chinese. He didn't say that, folks. You may hear some of that. It's a lie. He didn't say that. But folks, if you listen to Trump, if you listen to his speech, he's talking to people in a way. I mean, he's going to obliterate the deep state and create a truth and reconciliation commission as president again. Nobody's really talking about that. But what he says that matters, folks, that crosses over political lines, crosses over ideological lines, is that the, they're coming after us, you and I, the deep state, the bureaucracy, the unaccountable, unelected bureaucrats that make your life miserable. They're coming after us. And the only thing standing in the way is Donald Trump. And every time, and I'm quite serious about this, every time another story comes out about Hunter Biden getting a special deal, the Secret Service concluding, hey, nobody, we don't know whose cocaine it was in the White House. Oh, yeah, right. The FBI collusion on censorship to stop the Hunter Biden story before the 2020 election. As more and more of this comes out, folks, selective prosecutions. Joe Biden can have all these documents unconstitutionally, illegally. Nothing happens to him. Oh, yeah, they've got a special counsel appointed for it. Right. Sure they do. But they're going to indict Trump over all kinds of things. Everybody knows the deep state has been exposed. And if they can do this to Trump... What can they do to you and I? People are getting that. They're understanding it for the first time ever. Which is a stunning thing. Because like with House Bill 2002, the incredible irrational thought that a 10-year-old can go get an abortion after being Impreg- illegally impregnated by a criminal, which is what that is, who then coaches this 10-year-old 
to get an abortion by a doctor or an abortion facility that by law can keep it from the parents, if two of them agree that it's in the best interest of the child, which is that hole big enough to drive my John Deere combine through. Thank you, Tim Canopen, Vicki Brees Iverson for making that happen. I'm not gonna forget about that, folks, and neither should you ever. How these people betrayed their own fellow Republicans who stood firm for your parental rights, for common sense. Because that's what this is. That's what Trump's talking about. The exposing of the deep state. If they can come after him, they can come after you easily and with far less effort. You don't have millions to fight it. Trump does. This is part of the political realignment. All of these issues, the Salem City tax is an opportunity. All of these are opportunities, folks. For you to have those conversations because people are getting it. This is why Trump trounces everybody in the Republican field. And frankly, there's multiple polls now that show Trump beating Biden as high as 10 points, 11 points. I mean, it's stunning. It shouldn't be. But something's happening out there. And I'm telling you, your opportunity to participate in it is powerful and it's real. Now, uh, if you do want to sign up, and, and I did see that Joel Pulowski, who's the chairman of the Marion County Republican Party, had posted on our political clatch page, and this was two days ago, that signature sheets will not be available first thing Monday, as what was stated on the Oregon Republican Party email and website. Maybe late Monday today, but more likely tomorrow. And he writes, even that is not guaranteed. I will update you as soon as I know for sure on events and locations. If you want to help gather signatures, sign up here. So you go to Marion County GOP volunteer and you can sign up there. Now, there are going to be people who are Democrats that don't like this and they are not going to the Marion County Republican Party website and signing up to be a volunteer. Again, that's where you come in. You can. And forget talking about the party. I'm serious, just forget it. Don't talk about the party with these people, but go get signature sheets on your own because they won't have anything to do with the party. It's not going to say that. And pass them out to your Democrat friends or your independent friends and have them sign up and start gathering signatures. Something else you can do is keep yourself really cool. Today, we're getting a breather. It's clouding up. It's only supposed to be 80 degrees today. I don't know. Did you guys, were you out in that heat yesterday? I stayed out of it for the most part. Changed some irrigation in the morning. I changed some irrigation in the evening, but I really stayed inside air conditioning. It was 95 degrees yesterday. If you're suffering in the heat in your home or your business, 
because your AC just ain't working right, call Freedom Heating and Air. They'll fix that for you. But you know what? It's going to be hotter tomorrow, and then we're getting back into the 90s this week. Call Freedom Heating and Air, 503-580-1456, 580-1456. Check out their website, freedomheatingandair.net, freedomheatingandair.net. Folks, things like, I mean, I don't, I don't know why Tina Kotek is even, why there's even a story here that says, hey, uh, She's trying to figure out if she should sign the gas tax bill. Or the, not the gas tax bill, but the pump your own gas bill. What? Her own Democrats brought it forward. Is this all smoke and mirrors? Well, of course it is. She's going to sign it. She's going to sign it. Back in a moment with Art. 503-589-12 points of power. Buick GMC Talk on at 648. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 10 minutes till the top of the hour. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talking. We'll go back to art in a moment. Speaking of power, auto group, power Honda down in Albany has 906 vehicles available today that's a pretty big inventory this is new and pre-owned certified vehicles not just hondas but others but it's easy to find your honda in fact they've got a chat that pops up on the screen when you do it all the honda models schedule test drives Look at the current inventory of certified pre-owned in fact they even have vehicles they have a category of vehicles under $15,000. So go to their website. Check it out. MyPowerHonda.com. MyPowerHonda.com. You know, I often disagree with Doug. Not his conclusions. Well, not his premise, rather. But rather, he's offering no solutions to the obvious. He states what the obvious, and I'm going to read this to you, and then I'm going to go to art here. This is political realignment, he writes. Democracy is a pathetic belief in collective wisdom of individual ignorance. Off-the-rail liberals or off-the-rail Republicans, the established powers will always fan the flames of division and have us believe that there are only two narrow options for political change. It's not about righties versus lefties. It's the state versus you. If you want the people to really understand the big picture, they need to come to realize we live in a banana republic now, run by their corporate racketeering betters. Yeah, 100% correct, folks. He's absolutely right. We do live in a banana republic now because what is Joe Biden doing? 
trying to jail his political opponent using ludicrous and ridiculous ideas. And the corporatists, the globalists, they're right there. They hate Trump. Try their backing DeSantis, or many of them. Which, by the way, DeSantis is collapsing in the polls and the big donors are starting to call Trump again. Saying, well, I was never really, in, after giving DeSantis money, I was never really in sort of, they, they're not stupid. They know where their bread's going to be buttered. That makes you sick and you have no respect for them, but they're not stupid. They didn't become multiply, multiple billionaires because they're idiots. They just are unprincipled idiots. Let's go to Art. Art, good morning. Somebody who is principled is our friend Art. Art. <laughs> good morning, Jeff. I just want to jump in this morning and say the vote was four to three. The four that voted yes, yes. Are, are promoting drug abuse, promoting alcoholism, and promoting homelessness. If you give away free stuff, they're going to come a flocking to where you're at. The only way to resolve this issue is hold these people accountable for their actions and, quite frankly, Jeff, kick them out of our dang city and everywhere else uh, and don't give them free stuff on the backs of the taxpayer, period. So... You four that voted for this voted to promote drug abuse, promote alcoholism, and promote homelessness because you give it away to them. They're going to keep coming back, and more people are going to flood to where they get free stuff and continue their addictions. You know, that's really true, isn't it? I mean, it, it's, it's human nature art. I mean, you're pointing out again the obvious here is is that you give away free stuff to people, they're going to go get it. They're going to take it. You start giving away more stuff like free tents, which Portland stopped, by the way. And guess what? You have less people that are saying, well, I'm going to go to Portland or I'm going to go to Salem where I get free stuff and I'm going to be homeless and I'm going to live as a drug addict because I can do it legally in Oregon. That's right. They're facilitating it. You're right. With little penalty. So thank you for, we support police and fire and all those kind of things in the yes, budget. We and we're willing to pay for it. But dang it, we're not willing to pay for these people's addictions. And the fact that now you want to give them free homes, they're going to come flock into the city, Jeff. And it's all their <laughs> fault. These four people need to... Get out, because they're only making the situation worse. Well, they are. And it is, um, it's up to us, all of you who listen to me, to take what Art just said to heart. There are four people that are responsible for this more than anybody else. They're promoting death. Yeah. I hate to say it, but they the are. The bottom line is going to be. That's right. Okay, Jeff. I made my Thank statement. You, Everybody, you, you need to expose these dang people for what they really are. They're losers, and they don't look at the total picture for our benefits. Bye. You got it.
Representative Reschke points something out that is also obvious. It, it, this is this is not the Salem City tax issue, but this is this two hundred million dollar homeless fund. It's in the Oregon Catalyst today. I'll have a link on it on the show, and yes, I'll get the show up. Um, spending money, giving the the illusion that the government cares about your concerns and safety, but the reality is nothing really gets fixed. He writes, this is what House Bill 2001 does. This is the $200 million funding for homeless, right? It spends most of the $200 million, he writes, on the building up government to address the back-end problem. It hires more state workers and creates grant programs to help the homeless. What it doesn't do is address the root problem doesn't seek to solve the main causes to homelessness. He writes, why are people homeless? What causes people to be homeless? Why do we have so much more homelessness than five years ago? These are questions rarely asked or discussed. Now, I'm going to stop there. Read this piece, because you could literally take those words that Representative Reskey is, is talking about with this $200 million funding of your tax dollars of a homeless program that all it does is build up government, doesn't solve the problem. You could take that and do just what Art said and put it into the discussion on the Salem City Council tax. This new income tax. That's going to cost the average worker $509 a year. That's the average one. $509 a year. There's two parents working in the city of Salem, even if they don't live in the city of Salem, it's going to cost you over a grand a year. So stay tuned, folks, because we're, we're not going to let up on this thing. And as soon as petitions are available, they are probably going to be available tomorrow. Maybe they're available this afternoon. I don't know. But as soon as they are, you, please... Get signed up, get petitions, however you get them. Hand them out to your friends. Don't mention the Republican Party, especially to your Democrat friends, but I guarantee you're going to get all kinds of signatures. Let's put the pedal to the metal, folks. See you tomorrow.